Hello, test one, two, test one, two. Testies, testies, little, little testies, not a quizzy. It is April 4th, 2021. It is Easter Sunday. It is the last day of Passover. Passover ends tonight. Uh, I didn't do a Seder this year or anything. Just wasn't uh, in the cards. Didn't really do anything for uh, Passover. I didn't even have a piece of matzah. Can you believe that? Didn't even do that. Had plenty of hard. Had plenty of hard-boiled eggs. Didn't have any roasted eggs. Did not have any haroset. Just, I did think about Armageddon because that's what that holiday is about. I don't think people have a complete understanding of the story of Exodus, which is what this holiday is based around. It's also based around a rite of spring and the harvest. That's why we have the matzah. It's not because it was they didn't have time for unleavened bread. All, all bread was unleavened, folks. I hate to break it to you. It's a celebration of the harvest. Um, it was handy that it was unleavened and made for good storage because we were on the run being persecuted so yes it had that feel to it but ultimately it is a story and celebration of wheat and genocide and exodus and running from those who wish to do us harm who had done us harm for a couple hundred years, I think, at that point. I, I, I honestly don't quite know the historical, accurate version of the story of Exodus. Um, I love the Jewish people to death, and I'm not sure if I trust the narrator on the story, particularly the moment when Moses made the waters part. I'm going to have to call in a specialty team on that one. I don't think that happened. Carl Sagan did hypothesize that some sea uh, parting event may have, could have occurred if certain things had happened. I forget what it was. But I doubt it. I think what it was was a metaphor just to show that guys like Moses knew how to get shit done. That's it. That's all it was. My God, the man parted the Red Seas. Yeah, I don't think. Um, any who's he? Stand-up is starting to kick in a little bit more. That's good. Did the can't even open mic uh, on Thursday with Cliff. That was nice. Had a good set. Uh, it's coming along. If you've listened to previous podcasts, uh, uh, I talked about my triangle of comedy, <laughs> the comedic triangle. Uh, it, it, it's kind of a triangle. I don't know if it'll be a triangle now. Now that I think about it, um, just a means to call back stuff. Whatever, no big deal. Uh, what else is going on? How much? Uh, how much that I've noticed or that bothers me? It's starting to heat up again. That bothers me. The heat is always tough, particularly in Northridge, California. 
Um, there were pretty girls at the Thursday open mic. I am not used to performing in front of pretty girls in their comics and that they're pretty and young and all that. And I realized, oh, that can kind of throw me if I'm not careful. You know, you're just like, hey! <laughs> and then then I go into, oh, I'm old enough to be their parents, and oh, this is uncomfortable. You know, I want an age-appropriate audience, but I'll take what I can get. And it's it's nice to be in that spotlight, even if they're not paying attention, which they weren't, you know, which is fine. Most of the time at the fourth ball or at HaHa, ha, it's just all dudes, you know. It's just a dude fest. So, whatever. Um, so, it's interesting and unique. So, when pretty girls show up, which is nice. It's a different energy. The girl who run it was very cute. Very personable. Very nice. I didn't see her perform. I have no idea what her comedy is like. Um, she runs it with her boyfriend. And that's a nice energy. It's it's a different energy to plug into. It's usually disgruntled, white gendered cis, inter non intersectional, incel male <laughs> running the local open mic. It's usually that. It you know. It's usually fucking fuck, fuck this fucking town. I'm not taking the vaccine. It's all you're all fucking brainwashed fucking assholes our next comedian is Craig Spivak that's what I'm used to uh, being introduced as but it wasn't like that it was a different energy not all good not all bad Um, we'll do more of those and I'll get back to you of course I fucked up parking it was in Hollywood and there was a giant parking lot right in front of the open mic and I said like no this is too good to be true I'll be towed away so I parked like a half block away like right next to a homeless encampment and as I I parked the car I locked it sometimes my car doesn't lock very well so I'm just taking my chances basically and I'm walking past some homeless guys and they're just like man you parked that car fast where'd you come from and they're just eyeballing my car like the way Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd eyeball each other on a desert island. And they, they have no food and they just they both turn into hot dogs and ketchup and mustard comes out of nowhere. And a fork and knife and all that. And they're just like, ah, come over here. That's how they were looking at my car as I was walking away from them. It was not good. Not good. You know, it's it's hard. Part It's hard going anywhere now the homeless issue is so bad there are encampments everywhere now just everywhere and Hollywood is particularly bad and it's just you know you you, you want to park there you want to park right in front of the tent that's got a shopping cart and three feet of garbage all around it like a moat you want to park there yeah, let's park there you hear laughter coming from inside the, the, the moat, the enclave, the, what do you call it, the, the castle with the, the keep on top of it. It's all made out of garbage. You hear spiked laughter and some type of inhaling sound and 
you know, it's not, it's not good. It's just, that's how, that's what you got to walk through if you're trying to do an open mic in Hollywood now. Really? This is what we're going to deal with? Okay. So there's that. Um, Pretty Girls. I don't know what it is. It 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 was it's a gear shift for me to perform in front of a pretty girl. It doesn't matter her age. Obviously she has to be of age. I am not uh in any way shape or form comfortable nor excited by having to perform to anyone under 18, male or female, quite frankly. I don't like to. It makes me nervous. Um pretty girls in their 20s and 30s. That's that can be weird for me. It's just wow, they're looking at me. I don't know why. It just makes just can throw me off. Probably because I don't have a girlfriend anymore, so I'm just like, Bleh. you know. I don't see them as potential dating material because I still see them as too young, but it's still like distracting in some way, but also titillating and motivating in the same in the same breath. Which is nice, I guess. A lot of them, they seem to, uh, I don't know. Their humor is very (laughs) vagina-based. I don't know how else to describe it. They're very sexual. uh, Talking about their vagina a lot. They're talking about sex a lot. Talking about uh, sexual encounters, things of that nature. One girl... She was like, I had sex with a guy with a tiny penis. And I made it work. It was okay. He really studied that clit. He he taught me things about that that I didn't even know. And, and the joke is, oh, because his penis is so small, uh, he has to make up for it. And it's like, all right, that's, yeah, it's funny, I guess. You know, it, it made me uncomfortable, to be honest. <laughs> it just made me uncomfortable. I, 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 it's not even about whether I have a small penis or not. It's just something about her delivery and the material just made me uncomfortable. I, don't know, I just, it just makes me uncomfortable. Um, I hope that there's more females in comedy. I, I know that it's a, it's a boys' club and. Uh, male it's completely male dominated and it's hard to get out there especially if you're a woman and you hear these stories about women showing up to open mics and they're sexually harassed and it makes it impossible for them to show up and, 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 and then when they're there they're bitchy but they're bitchy because they've been harassed so much you know that's not cool That's I, I want a good safe homogenous environment for people to be able to safely explore the space and you've got these monsters showing up who are just you know they think it's a fucking kennel and they can just kind of get on whoever they want to get on apparently and there's a couple apparently there's some really bad apples within the local LA community that are just they should be in jail or they should at least have a restraining order against them that's terrible that's I want names I want I want them out I want them totally out. Out! Don't make our sisters uncomfortable. Because then they retreat 
and become reactionary and they make assumptions about decent folk that aren't true. And I don't like that. I don't like that either. And, and it's it's justified if they if they have been harassed, but it's also it's not fair to the rest of us. Which means that there needs to be check and balance and there needs to be justice and ramification and consequence and accountability. There needs to be accountability. When I was performing at the Ha Ha, I saw no accountability. I saw toxic open mic comic after toxic open mic comic say horrible things about women, about people, about race, about everything. To, and and then stand by it and not get one laugh and just keep at it over and over again with homophobia, transphobia, femalephobia, misogyny, anger, rage, racism, white racism, black racism. There there was African Americans who were uh, scared the crap out of me who, who who would just were clearly unhinged, dangerous. Uh, drugged out, cracked out, unable to conform. I saw a schizophrenic woman actually harass comics and harass them so bad that she had to be escorted out. And she wasn't escorted out by management. She had to be taken out by other comics. That is not a safe environment. I can't imagine what it must feel like to be a vulnerable woman who's attractive, who's trying to work on her art, trying to to create a routine, and that's what you're dealing with, be it other males or other females. It's just got to be hell. I wouldn't have been it. I wouldn't have survived it if I were coming. If I were if I were attractive and in my twenties, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. A female, yeah, I wouldn't. No, I would have given up. Um. So there, there's that to contend with. And as clubs reopen, I guarantee you it's going to be back to business as usual. It already is. The HaHa ha had their premiere uh, on the 1st, which was a few days ago, the same day that on Thursday. Or Friday. I don't remember. I think it was Thursday. I don't remember. And they just they filled their lineup up with you know, out-of-work headliners who were clearly in town and looking for looking to do a warm-up show and, you know, guys who would have never, ever considered doing the ha-ha in the past who are now just, like, willing to slum. And they were never there during during my tenure at open micing there. And But they're friends of the club, they're friends of the owner, and they look good on a banner and a, a, a marquee. So they get the win, you know, and that's that's the uh, the mentality that they're they're reopening under, and that's a mistake. And that's that's the haha. That's what they do. You know, they have a great open mic system there. At times, uh, it can be because it was every day, and it is every day, and that was good. But they never pulled people from their open mic except for the extreme one or two that had had done enough favors for the club off the books you know that's how you got in there it was basically intern for years at a time Franklin Yee was basically an intern there for six years he didn't get anything they just threw him out he should have been on the lineup last night why wasn't he makes you wonder 
makes you think. Um, I did a brief interview of the girl who runs the Can't Even open mic. Her name was uh, Caitlin Eckstein. And she's like, we want to create an open mic. And if you're a regular here and you keep coming, we're going to start putting you in shows. I think that's the right way to go. Whether it works or not is to remain to be seen. Whether she plays favorites or nepotism remains to be seen. But who knows? Let's see if she does it. Let's let's hold her to that. Let's see what happens. That's how all the clubs should be. And none of them are. And that bothers the shit out of me. But it also gives me hope because it's giving birth to comedy on a local level, which I like. You got Joe Menente with Fourth Wall. You've got Ash, uh, uh, Caitlin Eckstein with Can't Even. Uh, someone will probably take the place of Bert's Backroom, although I don't want to go. That's probably a fly trap. You've got Dante Chang with the flashback. You've got guys like Ben Hurwitz who are doing something. You know, you got Nikki Linsmeyer and Patty Tunney uh, doing uh, their twice a week on the sidewalk mics. You know, that's going to turn into stuff. It starts local. It starts small. I think that the improv, the laugh factory, and the comedy store, they're all out of touch. The ha-ha flappers, who, uh, Ice House, they're just all out of touch. They're not interested in, in uh, working with young talent, in developing brand new talent, in developing an open mic talent. They're not interested. There's no money in it. Or, or, or the money that they would have to put into it is not worth the time and energy, even though they're making money off of all the regular open micers who are trying to come in and run open mics. More than willing to, to, to take their money and put it back into their system so that they can uh, show to an audience, hey, look, we've got A-list comics. That's not very nice. So there's a lot going on in my head, as you can tell. I just had a nice conference with Cliff over all this kind of stuff, and we have our opinion, and some of it I'll air, and some of it I keep private. And it's powerful and it's good. And it means that we're both alive. And we both have passion for comedy and for art. And we are ramping up our uh, show. And I have completed the first tiny little episode. And it's pretty charming. And I like what we've done. And it's the first step in a long staircase of steps that's going to lead to other things and, and, and different episodes and all that shit and it'll be amazing I hope but what I like about it is that it's locally sourced <laughs> I'm gonna call it locally sourced comedy that's what I like and I encourage you dear listener to start locally sourced comedy in your neck of the woods whatever and wherever you may be I don't care if it's you talking to the wall do it if you build it they will come <sighs> at five dollars a pop perhaps okay I think that's it I think you get my vibe welcome back to the real world here we go um, I don't have too much in terms of songs of the day 
Still getting off on Clem Snide. Still enjoying the occasional Wolfpeck. Headed to Joe's tonight for some jamming music. We'll probably do some Van Morrison. All right. Peace!